From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Right now, the UK government is deliberating on whether to sign off on the extradition of Australian Julian Assange to the US. If that happens, Assange, who was charged with espionage offences in relation to material published on WikiLeaks, faces being locked up for the rest of his life. But the Australian election has given Assange's family and supporters renewed hope. So will a change in government change the fate of the WikiLeaks founder? Today, journalist Amy Fallon on the extradition of Julian Assange and the test it sets for our political leaders. It's Monday, June 6. Amy, for the past few years, Julian Assange has been in jail in the UK, waiting to hear whether or not he'll be extradited to the US to face these espionage charges against him. So maybe a good place for us to start is to talk about exactly where his his case is at at the moment. What is the latest? Mm-hmm. So the latest that we're hearing from the UK Home Office is that the Home Secretary, Priti Patel, is actually required to make a decision on the extradition within two months of the day the case is sent. After a decade-long legal battle, the fate of Julian Assange now rests in the hands of Britain's Home Secretary, Priti Patel. Now, the court decided to send the case to Priti Patel on April the 20th. His lawyers argue that his extradition to the US on espionage charges should be blocked because he was acting as a journalist to expose military wrongdoing and is entitled to First Amendment protections. That means that the decision is expected very soon, within about the next three weeks. But his campaign say that they are expecting the outcome to be negative and they say that they will appeal the decision. This will trigger an appeal of the previous court's rejected points that Julian Assange's team lost on. He faces up to 175 years in jail, and that's most likely in strict 24-hour isolation in a supermax jail in the US. So it looks like it will be about another three weeks uh, until we have a decision from the Home Secretary, and in that time, Julian Assange remains incarcerated in the strict Belmarsh prison in South London. Mm. Okay, well, let's talk a bit about how Julian Assange ended up in this situation because this goes back almost a decade now when Julian Assange first walked into the Ecuadorian embassy in London seeking asylum. Yes, that's right. Assange had been wanted since August 2010 by Sweden on a suspected rape and other claims. Following that, he entered London's Ecuadorian embassy in June 2012, and two months later, the country granted him asylum, saying that there were fears that his human rights would be violated if he was extradited. I don't have too many fears about being extradited to Sweden. Uh, There are much bigger concerns about being extradited to the United States. And he actually remained holed up there for a total seven years, Sweden abandoned two of the allegations and later dropped the rape allegation. And in 2019, he was indicted with conspiring with US whistleblower Chelsea Manning to gain access 
to a government computer as part of a 2010 leak by WikiLeaks. That breaking news, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange arrested in London. After seven years of asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy, the Ecuadorian government released Assange to British authorities and he could now face charges in the US. Now this is from his time as editor and chief of non-profit whistleblowing site WikiLeaks, which he founded in 2006. And it went on to publish nearly 400,000 classified military documents from the Iraq War in 2010. And then, of course, in quite dramatic scenes, Julian Assange was arrested at the embassy in April 2019 and has been in the maximum security prison Belmarsh ever since. But the new government of Ecuador abruptly withdrew its protection of Assange this morning, inviting British authorities in, and they frog-marched him out. His new wife, Stella Assange, says, she actually told me in Brussels last month that the case could end today if the Australian government decided to do something about it. All the Australian government has to do is pick up the phone. If the Australian Prime Minister says this should come to an end, Julian should come home, the US government will listen. She insists that Australia has a duty to protect its citizens. And she says by failing to act, it's not just negligent. It shows whoever is in office that isn't acting is not fit for office. So those are some of the legal options uh, for Julian Assange at the moment. Hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because obviously we've just had a change of government in Australia. So what do we know then about how the new Prime Minister, about how Anthony Albanese views Assange's case? I think it's fair to say that Anthony Albanese is a supporter and in terms of others, I would say that he is somewhat sympathetic to Assange. When asked in a caucus meeting in 2021 for his views on the imprisonment of Julian Assange, he said that enough is enough. Well, I've, I've said before that I fail to see what purpose is uh, being served uh, by the ongoing incarceration of Julian Assange. Uh, there's been a heavy price uh, paid. John Shipton, Julian's father, uh, also recently said that he had met with Anthony Albanese several times in the past and been assured that he would do whatever he could to free Julian Assange. In his latest comments this week, when pressed on the issue, Anthony Albanese said... As Prime Minister, is it now your position that the US should be encouraged to drop the charges against Mr Assange? And have you made any representations... That effect, yeah. My position is that not all foreign affairs is best done with the loud hailer. So I think the interpretation of that is probably that, well, possibly I will raise this issue, but it might be done, you know, on the sidelines quietly. It is worth pointing out that Penny Wong spoke recently and said, as an Australian citizen, he's entitled to consular assistance. The Prime Minister has expressed uh, that it's hard to see what is served by keeping Mr Assange incarcerated and, and expressed a view uh, that, you know, it's time for the, the case to be brought to an end. And it's worth pointing out that members of the parliamentary Bring Julian Home group now total 30. That's expected to increase. So there's plenty of political support for Anthony Albanese to ensure Julian Assange does not face an effective death penalty of over 175 years. 
for revealing the truth about war crimes. Mm. So, Amy, what can the Australian government really do in a situation like this? What are Assange's supporters urging the Australian government to do? Is it to put pressure on the US to retract the charges? And, I mean, is that even possible? Can you kind of talk to me a bit about the practicalities of something like this? Yeah, sure. Assange supporters essentially want Anthony Albanese to pick up the phone and speak to Joe Biden about this immediately and say enough is enough. They want the Australian government to intervene immediately. They say that, you know, this is an Australian citizen and that their life is on the line and that the Australian government has a duty to protect its citizens. Of course, whether such an an approach will work, it does remain to be seen. One would think that if our relationship with the US is as good as we say, then we ought to be able to raise this concern about an Australian citizen. But one will have to wait and see whether this case is raised through uh, diplomatic channels and whether that's made public or whether that is done, but it's done quietly. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Amy, right now there are two people who have a say over Julian Assange's fate. One is the new Australian Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. The other, though, is the British Home Minister, Priti Patel, and they're actually due to decide whether or not to sign off on Assange's extradition order in the next couple of weeks. So if they do decide to sign off on that extradition order, what is likely to happen next? Are there any other legal avenues left for Julian Assange? If they sign off on the extradition, Julian Assange's team have indicated that they will appeal the decision. That will trigger an appeal of the previous court's rejected points that Assange's team lost on. So uh, the case will go back for appeal in the British court system and experts say that that could then mean another six months that the case is held up. Depending on what happens with that case then, the next port of call would be the European Court of Human Rights. And Assange's legal team have indicated that um, although they hope that they are successful in having the British courts resolve the case, they will make an application to the court if necessary. 
they say that the case is too important from a free speech point of view, but also from a humanitarian point of view, because they know what the medical evidence is about Julian's mental health and that he will find a way to commit suicide if extradited. So it's too important for them not to win. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that kind of goes to this question of, you know, while all of this is playing out, while these kind of this legal back and forth happens, what is life actually like for for Julian Assange? Um, Life is very grim for Julian Assange at the moment. He remains incarcerated in the maximum security prison, Belmarsh, in South London. We know that in October, Assange, who has Asperger's syndrome, suffered a mini-stroke and independent doctors have warned that it could be a precursor for something much more devastating. His wife, Stella, says that for every new health problem, he's receiving more medication, which also carries its own risks. And so she says that she is worried that he is deteriorating to such an extent that the damage will be irreversible. So life is not very good for Julian Assange at the moment as he awaits the uh, next step in his case. Mm. And there are obviously several layers to this case, Amy, because you have Julian, the person um, who's incarcerated. You also have the question of, of press freedom. And then on top of that, there's this consideration that you alluded to earlier about, you know, what this can kind of tell us about the relationship between Australia and the US and the ways in which it's going to test that. Yes, that's right. Probably for a lot of people, they view this case as just being about Julian Assange, the man. But as his team and his supporters point out, it is much more about that. There are issues such as press freedom and freedom of expression and protection for journalists and whistleblowers at stake here. And if those are the issues at stake, Amy, then what kind of test is this for the politicians who are right now weighing up whether or not to sign off on this extradition order or whether they'll try and intervene to try and stop it? Yes, it is a test for Home Secretary Priti Patel and for the new Australian Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. In the UK, followers and supporters of Julian Assange actually say that Priti Patel's legacy is at stake here. They don't want the extradition to go ahead. And as they've pointed out, it would go against Britain's international obligations. In Australia, MPs such as Andrew Wilkie have been pointing out that it is a test for Anthony Albanese and Julian Assange's supporters such as lawyer and human rights activist Kelly Tran to point out that yes, it's a test for him, it's a test of the Australia-US alliance, but also it's a test to see how he measures up on human rights and on protecting an Australian citizen. Amy, thank you so much for talking to me about all of this today. Thanks so much, Ruby. Thanks for having me. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. 
experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news today, the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is in Jakarta to meet with the Indonesian President Joko Widodo. The agenda for the three-day visit includes talks on trade, climate change and energy. And the Australian Defence Department has accused the Chinese military of a dangerous manoeuvre in international airspace. According to Defence, a Chinese aircraft intercepted an Australian surveillance aircraft in the South China Sea region. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.